Jess Corcoran. And I'm Laura Khan. Welcome to the Thriving While Nine to Fiving podcast. everyone welcome to episode 11 of the podcast thanks so much for everyone that tuned in to our last episode or has given us some feedback about previous episodes and um, we're really grateful for everyone listening and we really feel the conversation with Fadis last week was something um that really needed to be here so if you haven't listened to that episode I'd encourage you to go back or perhaps send it to some of your friends um so we'll kick off as we normally do so Laura tell me some of your weekly wins so I think my biggest weekly win this week is actually to do with how supportive people are so I've really noticed that in like through a range of things that have been going on this week like even as you just said then with our podcast last week like the support that we got like just from Ferdis even turning up and doing it but then like the feedback that we've had from people from that and like there's the encouragement to have such open conversations that's incredible support and then um like through the past weekends in particular there's been like quite a lot of things going on with my friends some of it good some of it less good and like just all of us mucking in together to look after each other and like you know be there it's just really nice to see because it is that thing of like you know when you are friends with people and stuff like the reason you're friends with them is because they support you and that kind of thing but then actually like having reminders of that and having them step up in the moments where it's needed it's just it's really lovely that's nice I love that what about you what's your weekly win So I've got two. Well, I'll tell you my first one, which totally relates to what you were just saying. So I just feel at the moment, like, really grateful for all the friends that I've got in my life. And I mean that in, like, you know, you have, like, some people perhaps that you speak to every day or every week and other people it's, like, once a month or some people it's even longer. And, you know, you have different connections with each of them different people. Um, But I just feel really grateful at the moment for, like, all them different like strands and relationships that I've got in my life and just I think maybe because I've caught up with a few different people I've not spoken to for a while and I'm on a different level with all of them but it's just like you know what there's people there isn't there like you say like you've got friends there and support there and like sometimes maybe you don't necessarily realize it but I just feel really grateful at the moment for all of the people that I've got in my life um and then my second my second one which is quite deep so go with me on this one but I've started moisturising my body. Right. 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 This sounds weird, but I heard on, uh, I saw on TikTok, you know, fountain of all knowledge that, um, you know, in terms of like love languages. Yeah. Are you familiar with that? Anyone who's not familiar, you can do a quiz. There's basically like five types of love languages and that reflects how most you like love to be shown to you. And on TikTok, it was basically saying destructive self, your destructive self behaviours are... Um, you do the opposite of your own love language to yourself. Okay. So my love language is quality time. And my reverse love language, basically negative, is um, not, like, not giving myself any quality time and taking that away from myself. That would be the opposite of, like, you know, not invested in myself, not... And so really, I've never moisturised my body before, like, ever. I just get out the shower and I just get dry and go I don't moisturize and what I realized is see this is deep for moisturizer but I don't I haven't seen myself as worthy to take enough time to spend five minutes on myself to actually moisturize my body and like you know be be worthy and I know you know it's all very deep for like moisturizer but I've realized that 
that's what I need to do, like, take time for myself. And moisturising my body is a simple thing, takes five minutes, but it's a bigger thing of, like, investing in yourself, taking time for yourself and actually um, giving yourself your own love language rather than, like, a negative, um, like, destructive behaviour, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's so good. I've never thought of that, but it makes so much sense because, like, if you're... Because I'm trying to think of what all of them are, but it's, like, if your love language was... Um, words of affirmation or something and then all you do is talk crap to yourself like that's the that makes so much sense doesn't it and well done you for taking the time well I'd really encourage anyone I said this right to someone I work with when they were getting married um I was like oh you should do the love languages quiz and they looked at me like I had three heads but genuinely like I think not just like on a romantic way in like a any any relationship way it affects all relationships yeah if you know how you feel loved you can communicate that to another person so if it's if it's like you feel love through like acts of service and like people in your life never do them acts of service for you you can feel like you're not loved and valued and appreciated when their their love language is gifts so they're showering you with gifts all the time but you're like but I don't want gifts I want you to load the dishwasher yeah so it's all about that like recognizing each other's communication so I'd really encourage anyone to do it but yeah they might they might like weekly wins <laughs> they're really good ones though no like it's always it's always great I think the two things I always wish for like people in life is that they are good to themselves and they surround themselves with good people and that's what both yours are so they're really good wins <laughs> great amazing okay so Shall we move on then from our happy stuff from the week? What this week are we sticking in the shredder? So what I really want to shred this week is video calls, Laura, because I am so over them. And I'm so over looking at my own face. And I feel like a lot of like, maybe I've made this up in my head, but I reckon people feel it too. I think people assume if you've not got your video can't you not got your video on on a call like you're not paying attention you're not interested you're doing something else I feel like people think oh have you got your camera on like you're you know you're in the meeting yeah but really I'm more concentrating when I'm not got my camera on because I'm not looking at my own face I'm thinking look at my 12 chins look at my eyebrows look at I just I hate it and especially in this heat right now I'm at the point of like don't want to wear makeup in the morning because if I go out for a walk at lunch or if I do exercise, I basically just sweat it off and I have to get in the shower. So what's the point? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, but I don't feel comfortable looking at myself all the time. It's just, you know, for people who've got body issues, which is probably a lot of people, we don't need to be looking at our own faces for eight hours a day. We wouldn't have meetings looking at mirrors, would we? And yeah. that's what we're basically having at the moment. So I just want to stick video calls in the shredder forever so I never have to look I'm not even looking at you Laura I'm looking at myself in the camera yeah, right now I don't no but to be fair like I wouldn't say that I've got major like even body issues or anything like that but I I still will sit and look at my face like to be honest unless I'm being spoken at and therefore there's the politeness thing of looking at someone in the eye I yeah. don't look at the screen I will look down and like make notes or just look away because I find it so freaking weird to be looking in the whites of someone's eyes when they're yeah. talking to somebody else yeah, I know. I'm meant to distract myself from that. You just sit there and look at the camera of yourself, and then you're definitely not paying attention because you just don't. No, no exactly. I'm with you. Yeah, God, it's horrible, isn't it? it? Just, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. So, go on. What do you want to put in the shredder? I want to put in the shredder, like 
I just feel there's a bit of an attitude where people go, oh, it didn't work. What are you going to do different? Like, straight away. Like, I, I think there's, like, a lack of patience and almost, like, support. I know where I just come from, oh, my goodness, people are so supportive. And then I want to stick with trying to people not being supportive. But it is a thing of, like, sometimes things don't work out and you can't just automatically change it. And it's either mm-hmm. because, like, the alternative isn't known to people yet. The thing that you're trying to do needs time. Or, like, it's just the thing that you need to change it to also needs time. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I just think people get very, like, oh, it's not getting better, therefore it's bad, therefore we need to change it. It's like, well, okay, status quo isn't necessarily the end of the world. Let's, like, chill out about it rather than just have a bit of an arsehole attitude towards it. Yeah, like, if we never learn, we never grow, but... Some people want results there and then and aren't willing to wait to get, like, what's the point in having, like, mediocre results if you could have excellent results if you don't give them time to be excellent results? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. I get you. I get you. So we'll stick that in the shredder and then all them people will be gone forever and we'll just have nice, positive people in the workplace. That sounds amazing. You know, let's just do that and then everyone can be really nice to each other and really supportive. We can all chill out and not act like yep. the corporate world is the only world and the only one that matters to any of us. And just, you know, realise that unless you're like an emergency service or a teacher or something, you're probably not what's making the world go round. So we can all just chill. That's it. That's it. That, that's it. That, we're ending the podcast series now. Laura's just, <laughs> Laura's just told us everything we need to know about thriving while nine to five and how to thrive while nine to five and is to just... Don't worry about it. Don't lose perspective. Don't forget the big picture. Do you know what this is? This is summer. This is me. I'm too hot to function. (laughs) I'm sat here. I want a Cornetto and an ice cold beer. And I don't want to talk about anything else. Right, Laura, please. This is the most important question I'm going to ask you ever on this podcast. What's your favourite part of a Cornetto? There's only one right answer to this. You know, the top of the cone where it's got a bit of ice cream this is not the right a bit of chocolate and it, like all of the bits together like the first initial bite where you just get all of it in i'm sorry do you like the chocolate bit at the end of the cone yeah. is that it yeah, yeah. 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 but the thing that obviously get it is an ice cream though no but i just eat it for the for the thing i mean i can't eat cornettos because they're not vegan but they've brought out them little cornetto bites which are just the ends but they're 450 for how many like 50 a bath no, about three. I mean, that's not an I end, don't know. No, that's bollocks. Shall I Google it? It's probably about 15, but same difference for me. That's still like 30 whole pence for one. I just buy six Cornettos and eat the ends off and put the ice cream in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. Would Would I? Look at me. Would I put it in the bin? I would eat the ice cream. So now we'll move on to the article discussion section of the podcast. And this week, what we're talking about is an article we saw recently on Stylist Magazine, and that was talking about work persona versus home persona. Should you have a work persona? Um, what are the benefits? That type of thing. So we just thought we'd have a chat and just a bit of honest discussion about what we feel our work personas are, if they're different to our home personas, and I suppose as well, where we fit in on the podcast. Like, is this the way we speak on the podcast is this the way we speak like all the time outside of work or are we a bit wakey on the podcast like what's the vibe so this is just a you know proper informal chat about that but yeah Laura what would you say you're like in work and then is there a difference 
at home or what yeah what are you like your key differences so i probably have a few takes on it i would say in that like just from having had different types of job roles and that kind of thing mm-hmm. in my life i probably am different in different ways yeah. uh, um like for the different roles and definitely when i first started my job because i was you know fresh from university i was still writing my master's dissertation when i started yeah. this job like i was a baby to the world do you know what I mean like I had no idea about anything like you know somebody had a job title and I was terrified of them and was a bit of a yes person and all that kind of stuff which if you know me you're like really you did that like that's not you um but I think kind of about six months in um somebody who'd been quite key in like my kind of learning and development about the role he left and that kind of opened me up because his role didn't get filled in. So I then had to go and make a load uh, of relationships in the business to just be like, I need people to talk to me because I need to keep learning. And mm-hmm. this one person's gone. So now I need to just talk to everyone kind of thing and like make stuff happen. So um, I think from that, I kind of just, I think I just gave up a little bit on the mm-hmm. whole like being scared and being, because that's the thing. Like if you need to go and make a relationship with someone, it's so difficult to do that when you're not truly yourself, yeah. I think. And was also, I started to notice how other people were. And, like, other people, you know, there is always a level of respect and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But we're still all humans in my job. Like, it's something that I will always take away and always be grateful to my current company for is that I've always been able to be myself Mm -hmm. and I've never felt that I shouldn't be. Like, absolutely, me being me, people definitely turn around and be like, oh, you're this, oh, you're that, oh, you're the other. But, like, that's just, it's about me and who I am. Like, I would get that whether I was on a Saturday night, you know, in a pub or, like, meeting a mate. You know, it's like people are like, oh, my goodness, you can be dead loud. Like, oh, my goodness, you just say what you think. Oh, my, you know, all those Mm -hmm. sorts of bits. And it's like, but that is who I am. Like, you're Mm -hmm. just, you're observing me. You're not judging me. You're not correcting me. You're not telling me I'm not allowed to be here. You're just observing who I am as a human. Mm -hmm. And, like, that is what it is. So I am, you know, I I am pretty much just how you would expect, I think. Um, I think the main difference really is more to do with, like, I'm quite type A in work. Mm -hmm. So I want stuff doing. And I'm just like, can you please get this done? And, like, just, just get it done like I, it's business at the end of the day like I, I don't think don't be a dick as we always say yeah, but yeah. like <laughs> you know it's just your job like it's none of it is that deep it doesn't have to be if yeah. I don't like something that someone's done it's not about me as a human if I you know if they don't like something I've done it all that kind of stuff like yeah. it's, it just doesn't have to be that deep but I do think like you still gotta keep it a bit like I don't know like I just don't want to be bored by people and like mm. stuffy and all that yeah. kind of stuff like you want to be able to walk into a meeting room and go oh how was your weekend yeah like why not you know or you want to be able to have a laugh and a joke because particularly in a pandemic when we're in a really weird situation why do I want to be getting on a video call and being miserable all the time yeah like, yeah and you want that comfort level of being able to say this thing that's going on in the world is really difficult right now and I'm struggling have that comfort and openness I think um but then like at home I'm a bit more type B I still know what I'm still I know what I like and I'll go for it and you know anybody who knows me would say that but in terms of like plans and stuff yeah okay we can have a plan I'd always rather have a plan that changes than have no plan Mm -hmm. but 
I'm just a lot less like bothered if that makes sense like mm-hmm. if there's a deadline at work oh my goodness we've got to do this let's get it done I'll, I'll nag you to the end of the earth yeah. or whatever don't even mind whereas when it's out of work it's like I'll ask you once or twice but then if it doesn't get done that's on you I'm over it I'll just do it myself if it needs doing still like mm-hmm. it's that sort of balance I think like I'm still always me but just parts of me are louder than other parts yeah. depending on the situation that I'm in and like when I was a special for example you know you listen to your sergeant. Like, the way I, I chat on to my manager now, you wouldn't chat on to a sergeant like that. And it's not because you can't have that openness with them. They need to know you're okay to go out and do a job like that. But it's just a very different setup. However, like, when you go and talk to victims and stuff like that in particular, you need to build a rapport with people. Yeah, so, yeah. again, you've got to be yourself and you've got to be a person and you've got to be relatable. But you also have to have this authoritative side mm. to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get you. So, it, yeah, I think that, yeah, I, I think ultimately that's how I feel about it. It, it is what it is in terms of I, t- I turn up to a situation and I adapt to it, but I only ever adapt to it by drawing parts of myself out. I don't fake anything mm-hmm. because, quite frankly, I can't be bothered to. And I'm not a very good liar. My face is still expressive. <laughs> What do you think makes you more type A in the workplace than at home? Because I, I'm i the same. What do you think it is that, like, makes that difference? You've got to get your job done, haven't you? It's like, you know, when you were saying, like, oh, what gets you out of bed in the morning? It's like, sometimes I've got to do my job because I've got to pay my bills. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is that kind it's of that thing. It's that drive, isn't it? isn't it? Yeah, like, do you know what? Absolutely. Like, if I don't tidy up, my flatmate's my bitch at me or something. But if by myself, it was fine. Um, but, or like, you know, obviously if I don't pay the bills or whatever, then you're going to have those people. But in my actual life, mm. I'm an autonomous grown up mm-hmm. and I, I don't answer to anybody at the mm. moment mm. and that's sound and that's fine. But like, yeah, that is not how it is in work. In work, I definitely answer to people and I yeah. have to when I should do. Yeah, I get you. No, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Would you say it's the same for you or have you got like different reasons that you're one way and not the other in work? I don't know. I probably, I'd probably say that is the same as you, but I feel like, I feel like I'm a lot more, like, I think it comes back to, I'm a goody two shoes. I respect authority and all of that. So I think I'm very serious and as in like, yeah, I'm, I am light hot and I can have a laugh and a joke with people. Like I am totally like that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm very serious. Like when I start, when I started my first job at 18, right. All the stuff that went on in that office and it was, everything was like a big joke. Do you know what I mean? Mm. How, how they made money? I don't know. Or how they got work done, whatever. But everything was like a joke and everyone had a laugh. And here's me at 18, like running the social media department and like being dead serious do you know what I mean and yeah. dead like professional and like I don't know I just am that like maybe I could be a bit more chill in work I don't know but I think I, I think I'm very serious um and I think as well like I reckon I do a good job in work <laughs> of caring more than I actually of looking like I care more than I actually do yeah <laughs> no that's the thing no it's like you basically you come across when you're at work is you're massively invested in it however you're not so invested that you can't switch off and move on with your life when it's over yeah there we go yeah that's a good way to say it that's a good way to say it but I just mean like I'm good at I'm good at being a person in work (laughs) do you know what I mean like yeah no I would say I was exactly the same like I think I definitely much 
definitely have like an attitude of wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, I just want to make the most of it. So you yeah. know people are like, oh, I really want to go back to school or I really want to go back to uni or anything like that. Mm. I personally don't. And it's not because I hated any of it. It's because at the time I recognised what it was and I did it in the moment. Yes, I understand that. Through that, it's kind of like, well, if I'm at work, I recognise that and I'll take the opportunity and the experience and I'm invested in it. But then as soon as it's a different opportunity in a different situation, mm. i.e. being at home, going out, going on holiday, da 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 then I'm in different moments, so I would have still yeah, I get, yeah. focused on that one. Yeah, I feel like I wish I could be more like me at home in work because yeah. at home, like, I'm the boss. Like, <laughs> I, I'm in charge. Like, I'm the ec- executive decision maker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the book stops it with me. Like, and I've got, I don't, I never question, well, obviously everyone does from time to time, but I never really question my own judgment because I make rational decisions. I have long thought out processes. You know, I never like think, oh, is that the right thing? I I don't really, obviously everyone cares about some people's, you know, people's opinions to some respect, but I don't think, oh, well, if that person doesn't like me because of the way I did this, you know, things in my personal life, I'm, I'm confident enough in myself and who I am to not really that let that phase me. And I wish I could be more like that in work, but probably second guess myself more than than I'd like to. But I suppose it's because I'm not the chief decision maker in work, am I? So, but I just wish I could be more like that. You are about what you do though. Like, I think you there's definitely scope for you to take more of that control back. But I wonder if a lot of it really is to do with like, the choice in terms of those around you. So, like, at mm. home, you've chosen your husband. You've chosen your friends. You haven't chosen your family. But, like, you know, you still... There's still a yeah. level of choice where, like, the people who are most around you and most impact you, they're all people that you've gone, well, they're on my wavelength, so that's why I'm having them around. So mm. when you comes to you making decisions, you can back yourself because yeah. you've chosen them as people that will back you. Whereas in work, you never got that choice because... You just turned up. And obviously you go through the interviews and you're like, oh, what's the culture like? Uh, yeah, oh, is yeah. everyone okay? But yeah. it's bollocks. They want yeah. you as much as you want them. It's none of it's the truth. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it, that might just be a thing where you either find it or you don't mm. from the others. But you can still make it happen for you. Yeah, I think I probably just need to have a bit more self-belief in the workplace. Do, do you know what I mean? I think that I think that's probably what it is because I don't doubt myself at home ever really yeah that's definitely it's just it's finding that like rather than having home as your like safe space which is great that you do it's the kind of making that safe space within yourself and then because mm. I suppose it's like an integrity thing too isn't it like if you know you're you and you're nobody else and you can back that then whenever anybody says to you well why'd you this why'd you that even if ultimately there's a disagreement amongst you at least it's never going to be a case of, oh, I did it because I'm a malicious person. I did it because I'm an idiot. I did it. For... Like, you're never going to have done it for a bad, bad reason. No, You exactly. just might have done it because you did it with what you knew then and you didn't actually know enough to be making that decision. Yeah. But that should have been recognised by somebody above you. Like, until yeah. you're a CEO, you've got people that should be looking after you. Great point, Laura. That is a great point, isn't it? I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, you just come out with these like lines, and then I'm like, yeah, I put it on a t-shirt. No, I totally agree. Oh, do you know what though? I'm really sorry, but I need to go for a wee. This has never happened on the podcast before. 
<laughs> we've, we've done 11 podcasts and none of neither of us have ever needed a wee. Neither of us. But I've had a No. I know, but I've had a lot of water today because it's hot. It's hot. Back in a sec. In a bit. I don't know if you saw on our Instagram um, that we've now started. So before we were kind of using our own pages, but now we've committed to a thriving while nine to five and instagram page so if you give there a little search you'll be able to find it and um i put a book up there last week i think it was i think last tuesday just to say about um just something that you know we could all maybe have a look at if you're looking for something to kind of switch up how you're feeling about um going after things in life and all that kind of stuff um, and the book I put up was Spirit Driven Success by Danny Johnson. So obviously I've read about it a bit in the um, caption. But definitely, like, if anyone's given it a read, you should let us know what you think, because I would love to hear. So you chatted that whole yeah. time. Well I was chatting about, um, I was saying that I put up that Spirit Driven Success book on Instagram. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it would be cool to hear if anyone's actually, like, read it or anything like that, because honest to goodness, changed my life. Well, do you know what I kind of feel like has changed my life? Obviously, this is not... Well, it's still relevant. It's very relevant, actually. So I listened to... No. Yeah, I listened to a podcast last week, How to Fail with Elizabeth Day. If anyone's not listened to that podcast, honestly, you should. It's incredible. It's amazing. She's an amazing interviewer. She's interviewed so many great people. She gets great stuff out of them. But she interviewed her best friend, who's a psychologist, and her best friend has wrote a book of called please yourself so i was listening to that podcast last week and then on sunday i read um a book called no longer a yes girl that sounds right up your street it does and what it's made me realize is like i am such a people pleaser like and i know people are people pleasers but i mean it is like ingrained within my soul yeah so i need to do some serious work to not be a people pleaser anymore like, I've realised that I don't want to upset other people, so I would not, I wouldn't. Did you rather upset yourself? Oh, yeah, I wouldn't. Like, you could say, like, yeah. Laura, you could hit me in the, f- you could come round tomorrow when you could hit me in the face. And you could be like, oh, I'm so sorry about that. And I'd be like, it's okay. Because I wouldn't want you to be upset, even though, like, you've just hit me in the face. Do you, know, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, I, it's, it's that thing of like, and I think as well, maybe it, it goes back to like sort of the Christian thing as well of, you know, we've been saying the Lord's Prayer since we could talk and you've got like, um, forgive us our sins as, as we forgive those who sin against us. And it's that whole thing of like, yeah, but God still wants you to love other people and look after us and like look after them and look after yourself. None of that means you have to be best mate to somebody that hurts you. Like, forgiveness is about peace. It's not about, like, being the greatest pals forever, just because, even when somebody's horrible to you. But I think that gets really, really difficult to properly get your head around. Like, I, you know, I, I definitely struggle with it. I think we all do on some level. Because it is that thing, isn't it? If you're like, oh, well, if someone's mean to me, I'll just take on the meanness on myself because who am I? So it's a mm. self-worth thing. But then also it's that thing of, oh, well, if I don't forgive them, then I don't deserve to get forgiven. Mm, yeah, I just think since I, I've, they've said a lot of it starts in childhood and all of that and probably yeah, it does. probably where it's come from. and all. And I, but I'm glad that I've recognised it in myself. And it's actually yeah, well probably done. like the biggest thing about me that I could probably change for the better. Yeah. 
Like if for is another example, Laura, if you said I can't do the podcast at this time tomorrow, Jess, can you do it at half eleven at night? I'd be like, yeah, sure, no problem. But this is the thing, no, I know that about you, and I exactly, <laughs> I, I know, I need and people I wouldn't to set boundaries, do it yeah, for the exact reason that I know you would say yes, yeah. and like that, that is absolutely a thing as well. It's like you've got to watch out for your mates, though, because you've got to recognize. Because I'll be honest, that's a toxic trait of yours towards yourself. Yeah, it is. It is a hundred percent. And I recognize that in you as your friend, so I wouldn't do it. But then, like, I would expect you to recognize the stuff in me that I need, like, are a bit toxic, yeah. and I need to work on, and not like indulge it yeah yeah and i definitely think i not necessarily let people indulge it but i maybe maybe people know that i'm like that and they purposely allow themselves to do that and i don't probably notice it yeah so i just need to be watchful of that and like because there's a big thing isn't i've seen about like you know if you don't want to do something yeah like you don't have your plan can be that you wanted to spend the time at home on the couch watching a film by yourself or you wanted to get a bath. Like, that's enough of a plan to say no to someone. This is the thing, like, the whole joke of, like, oh, why you don't want to go on a date with a guy? Oh, I can't. I'm washing my hair. That's allowed, though. Like, I yeah. know we say it as a joke, but honest to goodness, if I'm washing my hair, that means I'm spending at least an hour in the bath. Yeah. And you know what? That's a long time. I'm not coming to see you. Yeah, exactly. And, like, but it is, isn't it? It's like other people will make them boundaries for themselves so you've got to set your own boundaries <sighs> this has gone slightly off 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 the original topic but it's all very related if anyone else is a people please i like really bad like me can you just message me so we can just like you know bond over and share with bond <laughs> and get better together uh, yeah get better together build back stronger no that's what boris johnson said didn't you know i take that back i take that back take that back cut that out that is not what we're gonna oh do oh goodness jess you just quoted a tory we're not allowed to podcast together anymore it's over it's over i'm so oh, sorry it's been a lovely run <laughs> <laughs> We'll move on then. How are you finding being back in the real world? So like, you know, now things have opened up more. Now we can socialise more, see people. Like, how are you managing that with like, work? Are you tired more? You know, like, what's your general? How, how are you feeling with that? Like, what's your general vibe at the moment? It's still a bit weird because I feel like we're still in this hybrid phase, aren't we? Mm. Like, I'm still working from home, not going to an office yet. But I really blooming want to. Like, I'm sick of being at home now and not having to change the scenery. I'm also sick of being in a room that doesn't have air con. Because mm. it's 26 degrees today. Like, London has a completely different climate. And I'm very, very Irish. Like, I burned in May. I've also got a bit of a tan going on in other parts of me. I'm basically just a patchwork Laura, quilt at think, the moment. I did think you look quite tanned. I'm not going to lie in your face. Is it fake tan or is it just tan? No, See, sunshine. so can you stop saying that you're Irish because you've got a tan? Because you want to look at my skin, Laura. That's as pale as they come. This girl, this is my tan for the summer. That's my <laughs> summer tan. Non-existent. Non-existent. No, to be fair though, right. Oh, can you see on my arm? See where it's a bit pink though? This is what happens. There are bits of me that go pink mm. and then they go brown. Oh, yeah. And they go a bit peely. Oh. Um... Which is what my dad does, and he's the main Irish person in my life. So, you know, it is an Irish thing. Well, but it, do you know what it's more so? It's not even just like, if you burn a bit, you just stick a bit of aloe vera on, that's fine. I always SPF my face because nobody wants wrinkles. No. So that's all fine. But it's the actual, like, 
being warm. I hate it. I went for a walk today with a friend, right? I've not been out the house in the daytime for like two weeks since this hot weather came because I can't knock out and it's just sickening and I hate it. And I don't like hot weather and I want it to go away and I just want to live in the Arctic. I just I want the sunshine without the sweat. I don't even want the sunshine, mate. I'm miserable. I just I'm a vampire. You are miserable. I, I know I'm miserable. I'm a vampire. You need to take some vitamin D tablets. I'm I'm on vitamin D tablets because I've got a vitamin D deficiency. <laughs> <laughs> See, I take I am always active and taking them in winter because I get a bit moody when it's dark. As, oh. To be fair, there was like eighty percent of the population do. Oh, I get. I but the if you're taking them in, oh, yeah. Well, you need your vitamin D as well, mate. Like, get out and just, you know. Oh, I go for a walk in the morning. I go for a walk at half six. Good. When it's oh, not... it's nice and cool then, isn't it? Exactly. And then after six o'clock, I just, I'm a vampire. Who eats a lot of onions, so, um, but just don't like, just don't like the hot weather. Sticky. Okay. And also, just going to dip in there for any, um, any larger people as well. We all know summer is about avoiding chub rub. So that's a whole other summer oh honestly chub rub is real so if anyone else out there and gets chub rub too i feel you this weather is disgusting let's just stay inside for the rest of our lives like i've got shorts on today right and they should be if when they're just by themselves they are the length that goes just under the well just a bit longer than the bit of my thighs that rub together right mm. but they're like they're not fitted mm. Mm. so they're a bit there's a bit of movement in them. Mm. So then as soon as I start walking, they just ride up anyway. And I'm like, well, yeah. this wasn't helpful, though, was it? I bought you for a reason. And mm. you've just let me down. Um, mm. So, yeah, um, in terms of real world in, I've <laughs> yeah. got my relatively standard summer struggles. They've just come a bit earlier because mm. I've moved to the south of England. Um, and I've always told you the south is crap. It's just, you know, it is how it is, isn't it? Yeah. Sure, it's on myself. There are other good things about it, though, so. Oh, we'll really? Okay, sure. Um, Maybe. Yeah. There's a quick train back to Liverpool. That's fine. Oh, yeah. Two hours, um, 12 minutes. There you go. Sorted. <laughs> um, and then it's, yeah, it's weird as well because it is a thing of like, I'm a bit overwhelmed at the moment, I'll be honest, because I've had very lovely plans, but I've had a bloody lot of them and mm. I've still got a few more to go. Mm. And it is just that thing of we were stuck inside for 18 months, you know, and obviously like I have friends and family and people have birthdays and other celebrations and whatnot and we all want to catch up and I've missed them all so, so much. So, like I am fully on board with it all but it's just a lot at once and it's hard as well like to fit anything new in and things like that and you know I got into a proper routine of doing whatever during lockdown mm. I think as a lot of people did because it was so easy to and now that needs to change up again yeah. and then even then though it's like you want to go and see everyone but you still got to think about it like spontaneity is still relatively not possible mm. just because you've got to be booking into like restaurants yeah, and bars yeah. and stuff so I'm I'm really happy with the direction that we are all going in. I am. I love the fact that summer is on its way, but it is it is still a bit of a hybrid world that I'm not wholly comfortable with yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So my question for you this week is: Do you think it's important to have someone to look up to career wise? Like, do you need that guide in life to go? I'm gonna be like that guy. Boom. I don't know, really. I suppose. Are we talking like someone that does a big job that's well known in the public sector? Or are we talking about someone that like we know in our workplace that does a good job? Is that or just either or? Like, 
do you like do you feel like you can just look at your career and kind of stick with yourself and back yourself or do you think there's a need to have like specific role models to keep you going and direct you um I don't know you know I feel like I feel like people are always going to let you down in some respect they say don't they like never meet your idols whether that's true or not um because people are always going to let you down and like I think as well, it's like if you pin pin all your like hopes and ambitions and you know, this is the best person and one one thing, you know, people make mistakes and then it's sort of like does your whole world come crashing down because you've thought that that person is, you know, that's the pinnacle of where I wanna be. I've gotta be like that. I suppose what's probably a good idea is to have certain like role models or people to look up to for like certain sections of your life or certain times of your life or just like less about the work that they do and more about how they do the work yeah so for example like michelle obama when they go low we go high you know like it, i think it's probably qualities like integrity like your values i suppose it's about looking up to people who are in the working world and have and have still managed to carry the values you have through to a higher level because it can be hard mm-hmm. sometimes. I, th- I definitely think in business, like you know, it feels very sneaky at times, or it feels like we're all out for personal gain, which obviously people are. But it's like I don't just stand for that; I stand for more than that. So it's suppose it's about looking up for people that do certain things and like trailblazers. And I suppose maybe it's important to look up look up at people that are doing stuff that you would be too scared to do but it's making a real difference to people's lives people that are speaking up speaking out you know speaking for like marginalized groups in society maybe it's more important to look up to them but in terms of like specifically like career wise and so it's like what I want I don't know really what I want long term so I can't there's no one I can do you know who I could look up to here you go Laura Shout out, shout out to Kathy Loveland, <laughs> our RE teacher back in the day. Like, you know, maybe, maybe I'm going to be an RE teacher in like 15 years time. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but maybe it's like, I don't know, maybe it's things like that. No, I completely get that. Like, because as well, it's that thing of if you kind of commit to a person job role wise then you're gonna end up comparing yourself and that's not what a role model is about like it's about inspiration not comparison Mm -hmm. whereas if it's like you say like it's the way they do the job or like something like that then actually that holds on to the inspiration side a bit more doesn't it like Mm. because for example like i love do you know amal clooney oh she's incredible yeah yeah because she's like this big kick-ass human rights lawyer and all that kind of stuff and she literally did the thing of like she just did her looks Mm. after herself got you know really far in life and that kind of thing is like it's proper solo woman and then she found george and now they've got twins and stuff and it's like you can't have it all and that's the thing like i mean i'm not saying i be against being a human rights lawyer because like i'll tell anybody off any day if they're being mean to people but like it's still more just that inspiration side of Mm. she's literally got everything and she's clearly got you know a heart of gold on some level because she's caring about other people to that extreme so yeah i mean be inspired i suppose the other part of it isn't it they say that you can't be what you can't see so you yeah. need people that are doing things that you want to do. Like I suppose it's like women that want to go in traditionally male sectors, perhaps. You know, they need role models, people who are paving the way in, in tech or other, or, you know, areas. Maybe they need that to see, actually, I can do this and I can be ambitious and I can believe that. But, yeah, I think it's just about having... Do you know, actually, this is a slightly side note, but you know who we should be looking up to career-wise? We should be looking up to people 
in previous generations past, right? That had a job that they didn't enjoy, that they worked all their life because they had to, because they had to support the family. And they got up every day and they just did the yeah. work because it needed to be done. And, and you know, they didn't have the immense privileges that we had. You know, you know, we talk about Lexi time and we talk about like, oh, all these holidays and, you know, oh, there's a gym on site and all this wonderful stuff. Like, that's brilliant. And I get, you know, we need that and the work world of work is changing. But I think about, you know, like your grandparents that like, they just work, they work, they work their, their, their arse off, didn't they really? Yeah. That's who we should look up to, that work ethic. That's what I think. Absolutely. And like, that's what I love. Do you ever watch Call the Miz Wife? No, I don't like period drama, sorry. No. I don't. D- Downton Abbey, no. Bridgerton, no. No, no. The, no thank they're you. like hundreds of years ago, though. Like, this is all sort of early 19... Well, like, does it start in the 1940s or 1930s and then it moves up to 1960s? It's amazing. But something I love about it is that you really do see those sides. So it's based in Poplar, which is a real place. I didn't know it was a real oh, place. Oh, did you not? Tra- no. Um, and then I was on a train in London and I had a Poplar stop. And I was like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, great. Minty from EastEnders is in Call of Midwife. <laughs> he is. He's great. I know quite it? a lot about it, but I've never, like, I've seen the Christmas specials and all that. And it's nice yeah. the Christmas special, but, you know, nothing. Uh, well, I'm sorry for you. But I love it. But this is, you do, in a lot of the stories that they show, though, I'm trying to think, I don't know if it's come across in Christmas Records, to be fair, but, like, you get to see that whole thing of women, you know, like, 70 years ago mm-hmm. and stuff, where, like, not even, the, like, the husbands or whatever's, or, like, baby daddies ran off or not, nah, but he could be away at war or, you know, he's got a job that is X amount of hours, like, just to provide for all their millions of children they've got and that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And it really does show you, because, you know, they didn't have contraception. Yeah, they didn't believe in contraception either. Oh, well, yeah. But, like, so there's all of that kind of stuff that just sort of comes together where you do that. That's exactly what you see. Like, you know, the main characters and stuff are great, but it's those everyday ones yes. that they're literally just doing their bit to get to tomorrow exactly and like do you know what that's not necessarily very exciting and it may seem a bit sad that life has ever been like that for people but it it proper checks your privilege now doesn't it exactly exactly like us swan around like oh yeah we deserve flexi time last week we'll pick our own bank holidays you know what i mean that's all well and good and that would be amazing in the future but we should take a look at like all the good stuff we have got already. And that is not an, an excuse for companies to not do anymore that's not what i'm saying but we just need to recognize yeah. That a lot of people didn't have it as good as we've got it now, so we should, you know, big up to them. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, keep going, isn't it? But recognise where we've been. Exactly. Exactly. We have our ending with a quote. Um, Now, this week, actually, so usually one of us will put one on our spreadsheet and then we just roll with that. But this week, both Jess and I put one on the spreadsheet. And to be honest with you, I think they both kind of work. So right. I reckon we just go with both. We're all just right. going to like doubly empower you all this week. That's what and, people um, need. Double dose. Coronavirus, dose one, dose two. Boom. Relevance. Okay. Go on, you kick us off with the first dose and then I'll double back with the second. Then we'll have full immunity and protection after three weeks. So yeah, mine is from a guy called Dr. Steve Maraboli. Um, I think he's a like an american doctor person um and yeah he's written quite a lot and he's a behavioral scientist so he knows quite a bit about people 
And his quote is, and this really relates back to what we were saying before about like whether you've got a work persona, a home persona, all those sorts of things, mm-hmm. like navigating how you want to do that. Um, and he just says, don't limit yourself to someone else's opinion of your capabilities. Be you. Dream, plan, execute. Um, and yeah, I think that is exactly how it should be. Like, you just got to have take the space to show people how capable you are and don't let them dictate to you how you should be doing things because it's it's you and your life, not theirs. No, I love that. It's like, what, what do they say? Don't take criticism from someone you wouldn't take advice from. I bloody love It's such that. a good it's point, so isn't it? True. Like, why are you so bothered true. over other people's opinions that you don't even really care about that yeah. much anyway? But you, you, your brain makes you think you care. Yeah, I agree, yeah. I love it. So mine is from, you know, my favourite place, TikTok. Um, and it says, the right people in your life will never make you feel like a burden or make you feel like a blessing. And why this is important, and I put this on my Instagram last night, is that I've like spoken to like five or six people maybe in the past week or so, as I mentioned, all over message. And everyone sent me a really lovely message. And then they've said, I'm so sorry. You did it to me, Laura. You apologised for sending me a long message. Oh, yeah, I did. But like, I've had... Yeah, she just goes, oh, you all right? And I immediately went back with a three-minute voice nose. And I was like, I'm sorry, but no. <laughs> but that's what, like, I do. Like, I, if I ask, how are you? Or how are you doing? How's your life going? Like, if you just say, yeah, I'm good, thank you, and that's all you want to say, fine. But if you want to tell me everything that's going on, like, that's fine. Like, the right people, like, the people in your life should be there to support you and take that time. And, you know, obviously there's times when people maybe can't take on other people's emotions. They've got stuff going on in their own lives. Like, that's fine. Like, we're not perfect people all the time, but, you know, we should, we've hopefully got relationships in our life where we can lean each other when we need to. So if someone asks you how you are, like, you know spill your guts if you want to if you need to if you need to get it off your chest and if people say oh yeah or they don't reply to you or you don't get you know maybe maybe that's not the right relationship maybe you can find other relationships where people do support you but like anyone ever messaging me please don't ever apologize for telling me your feelings because I want to hear all the feelings and then I don't have to listen to my own feelings (laughs) (laughs) no you do not get out that easy No, no but seriously like the right people in your life like they should treat you like a blessing and they'd be grateful yeah. to have you there and not like, oh, she's messaged me again. Oh, she wants to meet up for coffee. Oh, this is over. Oh. And if you get that vibe from someone repeatedly, maybe it's, yeah, because you know what? Sometimes you do have like where you've messed, you've reached out to people a few times so you don't come back to you and you think, oh, well, never mind. Like move on from that one. But actually they were going through something. They were busy. Life change, you know, life changes, life moves on, whatever. So, and then you may end up coming back together. Um, but yeah, the right people in your life should make you feel like a blessing. So don't ever feel, if you ever feel like you're a burden in someone's life, move on. So after that impassioned speech, we'll wrap things up. Um, if you've enjoyed listening to this episode or any of the previous episodes, please leave us a review. You can do that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and we would really, really appreciate it. And don't forget, you can get in contact with us on social media. We are in, on Instagram at, at thrivingwell 95 So thank you very much for listening and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thanks to Evan Digital for the production of this podcast.